You're listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. Welcome back, my friends, to another exciting edition of the Horizons Church Podcast. I'm Josiah, as always, and today, it's not the normal Ethan Bolton sitting across from me. It's not an Ethan Bolton at all that's sitting across from me. It's an old friend of Horizons Church, Colin Rieger. What's up? Hello, Colin. Hello. We're so glad that you're here. I'm so glad to be here. What have you been up to the past few years? Because uh, for those of you who don't yet know Colin, Colin led worship at Horizons for, oh, how long was that? Four years? Three years, probably, Three years. I think. Three years. Three years. He, was, he, he led worship, and he was wonderful. Thank and you. And we do miss you. Thank Thank you. So, Thank tell you. us that. what you've been up to. What are you doing these days? What's what's happened since you left? Well, up we left. Now? We left to plant a church in Buchanan. So I was at the uh, Lost Creek campus of Horizons and had a great time there. Met a lot of wonderful friends who are still my friends. Let's still keep in touch with somehow. And, that's right. <laughs> and uh, educational experience. That was my first. Wasn't my first, but my first probably substantial experience on staff as a professional Christian. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yes. Because that's pretty much what it is. Yes. Uh, and you learn a lot about what that looks like, what it is practically, and I learned from a lot of great people there. But we moved on. We felt uh, a call to go plant a church in Buchanan. And so that church today is thriving and growing. Our pastor, Alan Heger, came from a evangelical Presbyterian church in mm-hmm. Fredericksburg, Virginia. Yep. He and his wife picked up and left a church of 475 people, which is pretty big for that denomination, to come be our full-time pastor, so to speak. So uh, we've just been working on that. So that's my church goings on. I have some businesses that I own that kind of pay my bills. Did you, I want you all to just take note of how almost nonchalantly Colin just said, there are some businesses, plural, that I own. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anybody can own a business. All you got to do is file some paperwork with the state for like 25 bucks or something. <laughs> But I. But yours are very successful. Thank you. Well, they are. Yeah, they're moving, and we're thankful for that. God feeds His birds through those businesses, <laughs> so to speak. But uh, recently, and probably I think the reason that I'm here is uh, back when I was in college, I wrote a song that wound up in Nashville. And I ended up having a bunch of record label meetings, and I got to write with a bunch of published writers and get some songs published in the Christian industry. And at the beginning of this year, I was able to get back to that, and I wrote several songs that ended up on an EP produced by Reliant K's old guitarist, Josh Suddeth. And so that's what I've been busy with recently, is finishing up tracking on that and basically working on that project. So That's no big deal at all. Again. It's exciting. No, it's a big deal. <laughs> it's, it's dramatic. My life is a little dramatic, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Uh, that makes me tired. <laughs> so, no, it's a big deal. I realize how huge of an opportunity, and it was really fun, and the songs have turned out really well. So Now, let's back up here for a minute, because sure. there are some from the church who may remember mm-hmm. that, perhaps putting it, I may be putting this a little dramatically, maybe not, but that kind of part of your life, the music-making side, mm-hmm. aside from, of course, leading worship and singing songs with our church, that had kind of died for you, right? Yeah. I remember having conversations with you saying, like, yeah. oh yeah, that's like... Pfft. It did That's die. That's done and over. So what? Well, he's not the God of the dead. He's the God of the living, my man. Oh, and sometimes you think, you, Bible. <laughs> you think, sometimes you think an opportunity's gone or something has walked away or passed away or whatever. And all that time going through various trials and struggles like everybody does, I was developing the character and the understanding that it takes to write an honest EP, write honest songs that are hmm, a little deeper than what I would have written, <laughs> you know, 10 years ago or so. 
Yeah. So you are now finished with this project, right? I mean, yes. it's the, the recording is done. Yeah, the tr- um, it's all done. It's mastered. It's ready to rock and roll. So. And when is it going to... I know we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves here, but when is it, when is it going to release? What's the... We were aiming for around this time in January, but there has been some record label interest, so I have to hold off on... I have to hold off on that because a record label is interested in my EP. Yeah, yeah. So we have to hold off. I can't do a premature release and then delete everything and re-release it again. And so we're just going to kind of wait and see what happens with that. If nothing happens with it, that's fine. Like, I don't need to do this to make a living. I make my living other ways. So I'll still independently release it and promote it and put videos out and stuff like that. Like I would have. So either way, it's going to be released, but it's just creating a timing issue. So when it comes to the actual content of this EP, you said you were able to write a more honest kind of a song than maybe you would have before you'd experienced... I know you experienced a number of hardships and uh, sufferings, some pretty refining fires (laughs) in those years. So when you're saying that you were able to write a more honest song, when you're saying honest, what is... Because I think that's something that, you know, I I think a lot of Christians talk about that, Mm -hmm. but then it gets a little fuzzy, I think, sometimes when we get to that. So what's... It's more honest in that it takes a smaller view of myself and a bigger view of God. Mm Mm-hmm. Christians, especially American Christians, we love to make ourselves the center of the galaxy. You and, don't say. <laughs> which, is, which ironically is always a black hole. So <laughs> there you go. Oh, learning lessons from yeah, the Yeah, science universe. lesson. There you go. So we do. We put ourselves at the center and our experience and this and that. And I think the more you go through in life as a Christian, the more you realize that your experience doesn't really matter because... The truth is the truth is the truth, no matter what happens to you as an individual or anyone else. So the songs are more honest because instead of just talking about how I feel about God or how we feel about God, we talk more about what God has accomplished Mm -hmm. and how he did it. Because really, he deserves the glory for the redemption of the entire cosmos. Mm -hmm. And these songs talk about that and what comes with that and how that works practically in our lives. So, so you're when you're saying honest, you're saying it's, to steal a little line from Paul here, these are songs that you're trying to conform to the image of Christ, yeah. rather than saying, oh, let's fit this around Yeah, me. that's right. What, uh, actually, we're, now we're going to be, we're going to be our meandering. Colin and I often meander when we get together, yeah. <laughs> so welcome, welcome to the meander hour with uh, Colin and Josiah. <laughs> you just talked about the redemption of the entire cosmos. Yes. I don't know that that's necessarily a much discussed or even really well-known concept in Western American right. Christianity. Because I think we talk about redemption of humanity sure. and redemption of culture, but you just said sure. the entire cosmos. That's right. What are you, what are you getting at there? Well, okay. Are you ready for this? When mankind fell in the garden, the stars destabilized. The galaxies began throwing off body planets. The earth began to deteriorate. Like creation, the whole creation felt the effect of sin. Jesus died on the cross to save the stars. And he Mm. died on the cross to save the planets, to save the galaxies, to save the universe, to save our earth, our solar system. I mean, everything. Mm. So Jesus is not just Lord of earth, he's Lord of heaven and earth, which means his redemption story is much bigger than we think it is. I said earlier, it doesn't really matter what happens to us as individuals in the grand scheme of things. It matters to us and it matters to God, of course. Yes. But oftentimes our view of salvation is an individualistic view, and that's fine because we all need to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. But probably would be easier for you to do that if you zoom out 
and see the redemption. When Jesus rose from the dead, a shockwave of kingdom rippled throughout the entire universe from that place on the cross. Mm -hmm. And it's working itself out through the whole world. Like, did you know that right now there are less people in poverty than ever in the history of the earth? Ever. Mm There are more medical advancements. Like the news doesn't want you to know this because it doesn't sell. It doesn't sell. <laughs> yeah, hope doesn't sell very but well. But <laughs> things are actually getting better and better and better, and they have been for the past two thousand years. Now that doesn't mean that like you don't still need to die to rid yourself of sin completely and become mm-hmm. perfect. But things are getting better. Yeah, and that's what Jesus did. He bought that. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean when I say redemption of the cosmos. That's the yeah, because I think to kind of tie it back to our songs even, I do think we get in our worship really focused on me as an individual. Sure. You know, that's that that's the kind of the epicenter. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, as you said, that is, you know, I mean, it's true. Like I am individually saved, but I'm right. not saved alone. I've been enfolded. We have all together, all who believe in Christ have been enfolded into this, what you've just described. Corporate this, redemption. Yes. And that line in the Apostles' Creed that goes the communion of saints. Right. Like there's, there's something much bigger going on. That's than, right. How do you capture that in a song? <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> <laughs> well, I have one song on the EP called Speak Out Loud. And if you listen to the lyrics, I got to remember how it goes. <laughs> if no word was ever spoken and no song was ever sung, if your word was never opened and the people never come. Obviously, that's a reference to the church. Yeah. And the second verse is, if no bread was ever broken, no cup was ever poured, if no church bells ring and no doors open, the earth still worships the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so what I captured was, even if the people don't, the rocks will declare his praise and the yeah. trees of the field will clap their hands and the created order worships God with or without us. Yeah. That's to humble us in one sense, like God can raise up from or for sons of Abraham from these stones. Uh, but it's also for us to rejoice. There was a movie about St. Francis that came out in the 70s called, I think it was like Brother, Son, Sister, Moon or something like that. It's about how creation is your companion. Mm-hmm. You are made as part of it. It's part of you. It's not some evil thing. It's a redeemed thing that yeah. worships God. So it's kind of celebratory as well. Yeah, which again, I think draws out an interesting thread that I think we've kind of, I don't know if we've stumbled into it, but there's this almost proto-Gnosticism, I think, that exists, again, picking on American Western Christianity, but that, you know, all the material world's evil. Right. You know, this is all going to burn one day, and it's all, and we're going to be ephemeral spirits in the heavens, you know, worship, but that's not. Okay, I dare anybody who believes that, I dare you, when you take communion at church next, I dare you to look at that bread and look at the cup and say that it's evil because it's material. I dare you. Mm. You won't do that. Yeah. That's the body and blood of Christ right there. Mm -hmm. But he's using a material thing to translate an immaterial truth. Yes. And that's how the earth works. Like truth is not a material, it's never material. It's it's a foundational reality that's communicated through material means Mm -hmm. and medium. Yeah. So that doesn't mean the medium is bad. It means it's just not as big as the truth truth. Yeah. So, that, yeah, that's the common, mis- especially in Western Christianity, that's for sure. Yeah. I find it encouraging and hopeful that there are, there's at least one songwriter out there. <laughs> there's uh, a bunch. <laughs> you just got to look hard. <laughs> yes. But that that's, well, I mean, you even think about a song like How Great Thou Art, mm-hmm. that classic hymn Yeah. that I, I'm sure most of the folks at Horizons, most Christians sure. who at least have been Christians for a while, are probably familiar with. Yeah. And that has a lot to say about... It's the same message, yeah. The uh, goodness that uh, God communicates to us through creation and right. through the material world. Well, the, and, and the misconception starts here. They think that 
Satan is Lord of this earth, and yeah. he's not. Mm-hmm. Jesus ascends to heaven, and when he's ascending, he said, what does he say to the apostles? All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, yes. therefore. And that means that Jesus is king now. Yeah. So there's no, there's Satan's not hiding under a rock and he's Lord of that rock and he's going to pop out. And no, Jesus is Lord <laughs> of the rock, even the rock that Satan hides under. Yes. So there, there's no material thing that Jesus is not Lord of. Yeah. Even if it's used for evil, it's not necessarily evil. Right. That puts me in mind of that passage in 1 Corinthians 15 where he said, Jesus must reign until he puts all his enemies under his feet. Come on. Which is what he's doing. That's right. Right now. He is doing that this very moment. That. And then one day he puts the last enemy death. to death, which is death. He right? throws death into hell. Yes. And Figure then he that throws, one out. Then he throws that into the lake of fire. <laughs> yeah. What's up with that? <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. So... This actually brings me around to another little tangent of sorts. You're not just doing music now, right? You said you own some businesses. You were involved in another project there for a while that folks, I think some of the folks in our church are probably familiar with, the Mountain Musket. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong in this. Are you still the city recorder in... No. Buchanan. You were, though. I was. So you were involved in local politics. Yeah. Why do you think most Christians seem to have such a hard time navigating those spaces? Because about a hundred years ago, we as Christians collectively decided that politics, business, anything that has to do with the material world is intrinsically an evil occupation in which men pursue evil things. And the second part of that statement is correct. Men pursue evil things utilizing politics and business and stuff like that. But that doesn't mean that those occupations are necessarily evil because guess what? God owns the cattle on a thousand hills and he loans them to us. That makes him a businessman. (laughs) And guess what else? (laughs) Jesus is a ruling monarch, which makes him a politician. Mm -hmm. So you can't call those labels intrinsically evil. You can call the people who use them for wicked gain evil. But the reason society looks the way it does is because Christians forfeited all that territory in America. Well, most of the West forfeited all that territory territory saying it was for evil men. And then we're surprised when the fabric of our society is kind of unraveling. Well, all the money and power is kind of in the hands of people who don't give two flying rips about Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) They only use him as far as, as they need to in order to get we Christians on their team to continue to keep them in power. So Yeah. Bearing that in mind, you have entered into these Mm -hmm. places pretty uh, boldly and you know, without any reservation or apology. And what would you say to someone who was kind of coming around to this, you know, they were seeing, you know, oh yeah, like this all seems right. And I I think I do need to be out there more, you know, like preaching the gospel unto all creation, baptizing, you know, et cetera. Sure. As someone who has been in those, Mm -hmm. those fields, what would you say? I'd ask them, I'd ask them, is Jesus king of the earth? Mm Mm-hmm. To which I would hope they would say yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Then you say, when you pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. That's what we're supposed to ask God to do. Yes. How does God accomplish things on earth? Largely through us. Yeah. So somebody, through his empowering, brings his kingdom and brings his will to be done. And it's our job as Christians to look at every sphere of society and find a way to bring the kingdom to it 
to make knees bow and be obedient to the Lordship of Christ, mm-hmm. however that looks. Yes, that's unpopular. Yes, that's hard. Yes, you become a target, but none of that matters because if Jesus is king, he ends up ruling the whole thing visibly one day anyway. Yeah. And you're either going to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. You were brave. You invested the talents I gave you. Mm-hmm. Or you foolish and wicked man who <laughs> buried your talent. Even what you have will be taken from you. Yeah. I'm not interested in hearing number two, and I don't think most Christians are. No. <laughs> so you have to ask yourself the question, who is the king and who do I fear most? Yeah. Now that, now you just hit on something that I think makes people squirm a little bit, yeah. but that's good. We need to squirm sure. more often than we probably do. It's healthy. But that's that, who do you fear more? Mm-hmm. Which is what Jesus said, right? Yeah. Don't fear him who can only kill your body. Rather, fear him who, after your body's destroyed, can cast you yeah. into hell. That's terrifying. Which is like, woo! Or maybe another example. I don't remember where it is in the Old Testament. It's I love to repeat it to myself, though. It's, why do you give regard to man whose nostrils are filled with breath? Of mm. what account is he? Yeah. And it's almost like, okay, so you're afraid of people. People need to breathe air to exist, which to God is completely laughable. Yes. Like, have you ever <laughs> caught a fish and pulled it out of the water and you didn't bring a stringer and you throw it in a bucket and it sits there gasping and part of you thinks, stupid fish, you can't even (laughs) breathe air. Okay, so God looks at man and goes, you have to breathe air to exist? (laughs) How weak are you? The most powerful man to ever exist needed breath in his nostrils to live. God has something called a seity, which means he has the power of being in and of himself and he exists because he does and no one can take that away. So I, I love that because it Reminds us where to put our focus. Yes. And I do think that's something that, again, coming back to this, even when we read the scriptures through that kind of individualistic lens mm-hmm. that says, okay, well, like, how does this verse affect me? And it becomes this kind of internal, personal, you know, it only, only affects me, if that makes sense. Yeah. Which, again, it does, but that's not where it stops. Sure. And it should yeah, it's propel the, you out. It's the phrase, have you made Jesus Lord of your life? Mm-hmm. That's the most ridiculous phrase anyone's ever uttered on the face no. of this earth. Have you made Jesus Lord of your life? Like it's a personal thing. Yeah. Um, Jesus is, is. Lord of every life. <laughs> <laughs> Already is. Didn't yeah, need it. <laughs> he, you can't make Jesus Lord of anything. He is Lord of your life individually. So that's, and yeah. that's where we get that. I've made him Lord of my life and he, I'm, it's me and Jesus kind of thing. No, he's the Lord of the entire universe, the entire earth and everyone who lives in it, whether they like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, he is reigning that's right, right now, putting all of his enemies under his feet. Right. Which I do think that, coming back again to that theme, that that should give us, you know, we come back from the fear aspect, which is true, but then there is, we should have hope about the future of the world, sure. not despondency, because I think that's another area where Christians tend to withdraw is because they say, like, it's all gone to hand in a handbasket anyway. Yeah. And, you know, like, everything's going to get worse before the end, taking, you know, one verse out of context. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> well, whether whether it gets but, worse or doesn't, I'm not going to chime in an opinion. I'll let you guess what that might be. But whether it gets worse before it ends or it gets better until it ends, it's got the same end. Yes. So, like, if you know 100% for sure that your team wins, what's there to be scared of? Yeah. Like, what's there to... Even if it looks at the moment like, oh, this doesn't look great. Yeah. Like, you know 
Yeah. That you know that Gandalf's going to come up with yeah. the horse boyos there on yeah. the third day and, uh, you know, drive the Uruk armies away from Helm's Is that Deep. how you pronounce that? What? Uruk? Uruk. Urukai. That's I've the never, I've always thought like Ar- Aruk. No. Nope. I'm, I'm Appalachian, so I don't know how to say it. <laughs> Lord of the Rings uh, novelty discussion here for those of you who like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> now we're going to debate the finer points of the pronunciation of Urukai. <laughs> but I do think it's it. You know, people get kind of hopeless about it, and we need to. You know, they end up unintentionally or intentionally, perhaps, cloistering themselves away sure. from the world. Right, and that is, I think, most unfortunate. Yeah, if you have a gift, like if God gave you a gift, your job with your gift is to go out there in the world and do it really good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> like be out there bringing God glory by doing whatever it is you're really good at. And when people make comments about it, then you point their eyes to him. Yeah. Don't hide your light. You shine it. So they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Exactly. Right? Yes, yes. And that's what you've uh, had to say out of, I think, just about any man I've ever met, you've been out there doing that. So, I've, or trying I anyway. And that. you'll do that. Yes, yes. Appreciate that. No, I've, I know. there are plenty of <laughs> places where I've fallen very, very short, so... But I, I am making an honest effort anyway. So. Yes, yes. He say he's he. You won't you won't be able to call him a hypocrite on any of the stuff he said here today. Yeah, he's, he's out there. Yeah. Well, you, I live my philosophy. That's important as any any person. If you have a philosophy, you need to live it. That's how you have integrity. So yes, if you want to be able to live with yourself. <laughs> yeah, you need to be intellectually honest. Oh, uh, yes. So you're out there doing that in businesses, mm-hmm. politics, mm-hmm. music. So I guess with what little time left here, maybe you'd be so gracious as to let us get a sneak peek, a sneak listen, a listen ahead. What would you call that? It's not a sneak peek. You don't look at it. But it's a world premiere. World premiere. <laughs> Nobody's heard this song yet. <laughs> yes. Maybe we could, uh, you'll let us listen to a song from the... Uh, the EP there. Yeah, maybe we can cue up the title track, Comeback Kid. Yeah. This song, just real quick, this song is about uh, a lot of Christians. If you say, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Yes. Do you believe that Jesus died and rose from the dead? Yes. Do you believe he ascended into heaven and he sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty? Yes. Do you believe he'll come to judge the living and the dead? Yes. Amen. Okay. Do you believe that he likes you? Do you believe that he loves you? And and if we Christians are really, really honest with ourselves, most of us say sometimes. Yeah. And that's completely wrong for God so loved the world. He loves you so much that he came and paid the price for you. Mm. So the song Comeback Kid is about no matter how ridiculous we are, and we are. (laughs) We are ridiculous. (laughs) No matter how ridiculous we are as Christians, we always get to come back. and Or he'll come find you. Yes. Like one or the other. Either he's going to bring you back or he's going to find you or you're going to run back. You can't stay away from the one who really loves you. And if you just realize that and in in the chorus are the lines, you love me, you want me. Forever you've got me. For who you are and what you did, I will be a comeback kid. So God loves you, God wants you, and he's going to keep you safely all the way through your pilgrimage on this earth until you arrive at last in the final kingdom. Yes. So we're going to give that a listen, I think. And uh, thank you, Colin, thank for you. Uh, letting us do that. Thanks for joining me for this conversation. It was a lot of fun. Maybe we ought to do this again sometime. I'd be happy to. <laughs> And as always, uh, before you you give this a listen here, if you want to leave us uh, an honest five star review, or you know whatever whatever else, you know <laughs> if, if you thought Colin was a one star guy, you know that's he won't be bothered by that. <laughs> I will accept that. He's right. I will accept that. <laughs> uh, thanks as always for listening and enjoy. I have to believe. 
This isn't the end for me I choose to believe There's gotta be more So bring me a fire Give me a holy desire I've lost my way But I know the cure I make it of course But because I'm yours I will be a comeback Yeah.